Adventurers, and welcome back to Commune, the DM's Essentials Kit. My name is Alec, and I'll be your DM for the evening. In this episode, I'll be talking with Hannah, the DM and one-fourth of the Guild Fellows podcast. Tonight, we're going to dive into our D&D inspirations, getting players into character through narrative, and telling the stories that we want to tell. With that said, sit back and enjoy this episode of Commune. And welcome back to the Commune Podcast. My name is Alec, and I am here with Hannah. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you today, Alec? Doing okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Halloween came, and then winter quickly abrupted through. So on Halloween, it was uh, very snowy. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah! Wow. I just moved to Los Angeles, so I'm still in oh. the I'm still in the warm weather, and it's kind of weird for me. It doesn't it's, feel like November. <laughs> where did you move from? Um, well, I graduated from uh, college in Tulsa, Oklahoma in, oh, okay, in May, yeah. but I, I'm originally from Southwest Missouri, so I'm a Midwestern okay. gal. <laughs> so you're, you're used to all four seasons. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I couldn't imagine having it be warm in November. I'd, I feel like my whole, <laughs> yeah, world would be, my whole world would be shaken. Um, so for people that don't yeah, know... Yeah, yeah. Could, for people that don't know, could you kind of explain what Guildfellows is? Yeah, so um, Guildfellows is a podcast that uh, I created back in March of 2019, and uh, I've been doing it with uh, three of my friends from school. We we all went to uh, TU, University of Tulsa, together, okay. and our, our media lab had just opened up a brand new podcast studio, and I had gotten into... Dungeons and Dragons recently so I was like you know I think it would be fun to start a podcast so yeah I'm the I'm the DM of of Guildfellows and uh, I have three other players with me so yeah okay cool that's that's a that's a very nice setup to have a, a podcast studio at your university to fully utilize yeah definitely Makes yeah sense. it was awesome yeah so do you, <laughs> do you play fifth edition Yes, so we play fifth edition on the podcast, and it's kind of like a, it's like telling a story for plus playing a game. That's kind of how I see it. But yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we yes, so we play fifth edition. <laughs> um, so you said that you got into Dungeons and Dragons recently, like within the last year or so. Yeah, so I actually the first time I had ever played um, Dungeons and Dragons was in December of 2018 with uh, a group of my friends and a friend a friend of mine who was dming and then um yeah i'd only ever played twice before actually starting the podcast i'm i'm new to the whole thing okay how are you liking it so far it's really fun um it's was a really hard transition from being you know a player twice and then listening to some D&D podcasts and being like oh I can do this <laughs> and then and then jumping yeah. into the the DM position it's quite a learning curve <laughs> oh uh, I trust me I completely completely understand <laughs> um, yeah. I I got into D&D about uh, three or four years ago 
I, I had fallen in, uh, saw Critical Role, and some friends and I just kind of had a, a lull in activities, and I was like, yeah. hey, you know, let's let's try doing this. So I went right. straight straight. I went straight into DMing. Which, yeah, <laughs> which it was, it was a lot because I had yeah. I had initially tried to do complete homebrew, while not knowing how to. Uh-huh homebrew a balanced world a balanced encounter anything like yeah. that so uh i had some i had some campaigns <laughs> implode and then curse of strad was the the first full campaign i ran and that was uh last year yeah 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 so like i i just kind of jumped into uh this world this this story it, we play a homebrew a homebrew game so yeah. um it it's yeah i'm still for those who have listened to us from episode one to now episode 22 or 23 Mm -hmm. um they can see that i'm like figuring out i'm i think i'm getting better as i go along but it's definitely something that i need to improve on and something that i can learn a lot more from and yeah i'm just trying to make this world balanced all my enemies npcs balanced (laughs) to um to make the world you know realistic and playable and fun to listen to and all that sort of stuff so yeah sure. it's, it's, it's a lot <laughs> well and that's a that's a pretty hefty task to not only say hey i'm going to start being a dungeon master i'm also gonna make it a podcast and just all the the trials and tribulations are are on that first that first encounter right right so right how how is that experience kind of shaped the way you dm so it's always an issue of like making sure that the campaign that we're playing is also fun for other people to listen to. And I got really lucky with the people uh, who are my players, my my three co-hosts, because they have a great chemistry together and they're always joking and they're really fun to listen to. But sure. like before something, I had them go through a maze because that was something that one of my, my DMs did to me during mm-hmm. one of my first campaigns. And I look back at it and I was like, that's so not fun to listen to. Like, I don't know why I did that, but um, <laughs> it was just something that I knew would frustrate them. So I guess I, I, I guess I just did it for that reason, and I thought it would be okay. But it was very much like, you go forty feet. There's left or right. Which way do you go? You yeah. go twenty feet. There's straight or right. Which it's like it's oh, very sure. tedious, and I, I look back at at that and I cringe. But yeah, I learned from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it's hard because the especially in fifth edition like the technical aspect is so heavy like you have characters movement speed you have you know a range Uh for weapons you have a range for spell attacks so it's all things that you need to think about but once you get Mm -hmm. it down it's it's almost like a like a a reflex you know you just know that okay that's about 60 that's about uh, that's mm-hmm. about you know what I need to do, but I can I can tell you fr- from listening to what I listen to of, of Guild Fellows, you guys just have this flow of conversation, and everything seems to like come very naturally, and 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 it really shows that you guys want to be playing together. No, yeah, I again I got super lucky because um, the three of them, I I knew the three of them like on their own. We weren't like a group of friends before we started playing, so we had like they had all met like two of them had 
met each other for the first time in our in our planning meeting before our first uh episode so they like two of them kind of knew each other tangentially Mm -hmm. but they weren't close and um yeah they were kind of meeting for the first time and um we've kind of talked about before it's it's cool to see how as their characters become closer and closer with each other and better friends they too like the actual players are becoming closer and closer and becoming better friends and it's very cool for me to to watch because i knew them all personally and closely but now they're becoming closer friends and it's just it's very cool yeah i i had starting off i had an opposite experience so i because i started playing with you know core group of friends that i'd have for the majority of my life so i knew them all very well jumping into it but i don't think that translated to me knowing what they wanted how they wanted to play what kind of game they wanted to play Mm -hmm. over the last you know three and a half almost four years now i'm in a setting where this game that i've been playing currently with uh, a different set of friends is the most cohesive because I've learned to tell the story that I want to tell, build the world I want to build and not necessarily, yeah, you want to build moments. You want to build ideas that your characters and your players can bite into, but don't solely base your game around that. Right. And that's something that I've needed to um, uh, learn myself because I came from it after uh, listening, binging all of the Adventure Zone. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, oh man, that's so cool. I want to do something like that. So I like wrote a bunch of lore and I have all these ideas and I wanted to like, whenever I was first starting out, I really wanted to get really story heavy with everything and wanted to get really lore heavy. And then as we started going, they, you know, they were playing and having fun and being goofy and not being as serious and dramatic as I um, I kind of envisioned the podcast going, but I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's kind of what needs to happen. I need to earn that moment. I need to earn that dramatic moment. It's a game we're playing. It's also a story we're telling. First and foremost, it's a game, and um, all stories, all good stories need buildup. You know, we're not going to get invested for no reason. We need to earn that, earn that story, earn that drama and all yeah. that so yeah it was it was definitely something that i something that came out differently than how i intended it to i guess sure <laughs> when i started the first campaign that i wanted to do that was that was my idea with it is that i wanted to weave this like beautifully crafted world with a set of serious and damaged characters that you know <laughs> obviously my friends would want to interact with no they wanted nothing to do with the edgy and and emotionally broken npcs i put out they wanted to talk to the goofy dwarf that had a funny voice you know they wanted right, to yeah. completely sideline the the adventure that i put them on to go help some random lady grocery shop or something along the lines of that <laughs> right? like yeah they, you know they didn't want to to build this fantasy epic they wanted to just do what they wanted to do so curbing my expectation yeah. of like this is the story i want to tell versus I want my players to have fun was like a tightrope that I am now just three and a half years into it, finally finding that balance. Right. Yeah. And that was like the one, the one piece of advice that I was given before I, uh, when I was starting DMing, it was like, be more prepared than you think you need to be because like, they're going to want to do something else than what you want them to do. So you need to have as many NPCs as you can. You need to have as much prepared as you can. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> and now I, um, 
at the end towards the end of senior year of college which is when I which is when we started I, I had a little bit more free time and now I'm finding it a little bit more difficult to to prepare oh, yeah. as much as I used to but um so that's been pretty fun too. yeah I found that improv has really become my best friend yeah because definitely. I I have the basis of like the setting that they're at a core group of characters you know around and in the world and some some pretty basic plot points and I'll, I'll let them pick it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'll let them run with it. I can make up the rest pretty much on the fly, which is normally how it goes, because in this campaign, we've been playing for almost eight months. And there are three big decisions that I thought my players were going to make one choice. They completely turned coat and ran the opposite direction. Right. So the whole idea of what I was going to do just flip flops. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to replan everything. Like, I thought they were going <laughs> to. They had a choice between joining, you know, a high elf wizard in his noble crusade to save his homeland versus sailing across the sea and joining the Drow Rebellion to take over their said homeland. And they became renegade pirates. So I was like, oh, well, my plans are gone. I need to think of something else very quickly. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah, it's a balancing act. And you, you just, you never know what they're going to do. <laughs> no, yeah. And I like, I've learned through all of this that I'm very much a planner that I want to be prepared for every situation that happens. So literally my my planning process is just writing down every situation that could possibly happen and then planning out the steps from there. Yeah. And that's why that's probably why it takes me so long to plan out episodes and, and parts of the campaign. But um, I've kind of like drawn myself back so I can learn how to improv more because that makes it fun, right? Getting like sticking to the plan is is good to to an extent but you need to learn to be you know flexible that's kind of what dming is it's being flexible and adapting to the moment and and all of that similar to what you were talking about there was um there's a moment in an episode probably 10-ish episodes back where they get to choose which adventure they they go on and it was like i spent so long preparing both of them but i definitely Mm -hmm. spent more time on one of them Sure. And as I was planning the second one, which I didn't have as much time to plan, I was like, this is the one they're going to pick, isn't it? This is going to be the one that they're <laughs> going to end up picking. They're not going to pick the epic one that I spent so much time on. They're going to spend they're going to pick the one that I spent so much less time on and that's what ended up happening <laughs> and I was pretty angry about that, but I'm sure I can shoehorn it in there somewhere that yeah. <laughs> still all prepared and stuff. <laughs> and I've also I've also found that in the long run, it makes the game more interesting. If my players hadn't have chose to do the opposite of what I thought, I feel like we'd we'd be playing just such a a milk toast like basic version of the game. Yeah. And though it, it took more mental gymnastics and more effort on my part to make sure that like I had everything planned and I I had a basic idea of where I wanted them to go that at the end of it they were just having more fun yeah and and that made me have more fun because I could see how invested they were and I could see that these choices had weight because I mentioned it uh an episode or two back where my my players I have so I have three players as well um Mm -hmm. buddy of mine plays a goliath pugilist named Garak Stonefist Uh I have another friend who plays uh, Lester Lawson, a human paladin of heroism, which is one of the new Unearthed Arcana that just came out from Wizards. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) my other friend, he plays a three or four year old dragonborn wizard named Gunther Gizzard, the greatest kid lizard to ever wizard. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) So so it's 
it's it's a ragtag group of people and yeah just watching all three of them sit down and make an in-game in character for 45 minutes of a session have a conversation about whether they stay with this high elf wizard and help him out or they join the drow like it's just one of my favorite moments because yeah i could tell that they were invested i could tell that the world had impact on them and that they Mm -hmm. wanted to impact the world yeah it just cemented the idea that like them taking the alternate path ultimately to me at least breeds the most interesting role play in game scenarios yeah like i i love it whenever i feel like i talk too much in my episodes and i've even gotten like comments from people like you should just let them have their own episode because they're so fun to listen to (laughs) but um no yeah our our players it's pretty cool because just by chance all three of them have this background story of like identity like like this theme revolving around identity like um like for the characters yeah, so like okay. um, Brennan plays a gnome wizard who used to be a level 20 fighter as a young kid. And then he, he messed with this evil wizard to save his town. And he started this campaign off as a 400-year-old level 1 wizard. So he's coming from that. And then Amelia plays a tiefling warlock who believes that she's a half-elf cleric. <laughs> and she doesn't know what she actually is. And then there's Juilliard, who is a dragonborn monk, which is already sort of like a, a weird combination, a dragonborn yeah. monk. But he also has this really intense backstory, kind of similar to like Anakin Skywalker. So is sure. like, he going to turn evil? Is he going to go the, the, the light path or the dark path? So I, mm. I got lucky with that, with, um, with that whole identity thing, because I can do something with all three of them which which is going to be awesome so they can kind of delve more into their into their characters which will be really cool to see. yeah that that's something that i've always found is really gratifying i mean when it comes to fruition of course because there there are some instances where it just doesn't happen but being able to like create that crescendo to a, to a character arc or a character moment where they're just like ah i belong here uh-huh. I've, I've only done it like a few times <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just phenomenal to see it because it's a moment where the veil between the DM screen is the thinnest, mm-hmm. and I feel that the, the players kind of have that same glimmer in their eye that I did when I, like, created the moment or wrote the moment or yeah. imagined it all in my head. Because I don't know about you, but, like, I, it's like the Castlevania anime playing in my head, right? All <laughs> yeah, these yeah. beautiful characters, like, jumping around, like, fighting yeah. and talking, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but being able to like see it happen and it uh it makes it all worth it for sure no yeah and and something that we've all talked about together not not on air obviously is how we want to get more into our characters and how like they want to rp more in the episodes like just together like talk in character because usually what they're doing is they're making choices and they're they're making character decisions but they're they kind of have a habit of just talking normally and just kind of talking to each other rather than in character but right now we're doing something kind of different our um, our episodes that are coming out right now are all individual episodes, so it's just yeah. um, me one on one with uh, with one of them, which I think will really help with that because this is going to get them in the mindset of their own characters. And they we've recorded uh, right now we're releasing uh, memory episodes, so like they're reliving, we're kind of role playing like turning points in their backstory that are oh, really wow. important to them. So they all took those those episodes we've recorded all of them uh so far and they took them really seriously and i really think that's going to be good for the story going forward for them to get into their characters more and get attached to their characters more 
and I just I really can't wait for us to start recording together again because I think it's gonna be really cool and really awesome to see. That's a really cool way to tackle that kind of metagame conversation because my, yeah. when you take away the kind of group think of sitting at a table with five people mm-hmm. and, and and playing a character, you're able to kind of strip down the, the biases and the, the insecurities about roleplay and just focus between like you and the DM or you and your player. Mm-hmm. And, and they show their true colors that way. I think that that's, yeah. that's a really smart and a really awesome way to do that. No, yeah. Like, um... This will be a sneak peek for, well, I don't know when this episode is going to be, when this interview is going to be going up, but um, on Wednesday, we're, we're uh, releasing our, our third memory episode, and it's with our gnome wizard, Dartle, and he made a choice in the end, just a, it's a small character choice, but it, like, whenever he said it in the episode, I was like, wow, you definitely wouldn't have done that if, if the two others were with you, and that's a really strong character choice that you made, and I'm really glad that you did that. So, yeah, it, it's been a really cool experience. Have you had a moment where you've spoken with a player, you've had a role play moment with a character that's really kind of struck you as like, oh, wow, we're really in it? Yeah, if you, <laughs> that was kind of um, Juilliard's whole memory episode for me because it was really dark. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, his whole episode was really depressing and, and really dark, but it, it really just shows you know where he came from and who he's going to end up being in this story and you know even his whole episode it, it's shorter because the whole thing is scripted because we want it to be that way and while we were recording it we were like god we have to stop for a second because this is so <laughs> this is so deep because like the i haven't explained this yet but our, our memory episodes were sort of collaborative between me okay. and the players so yeah. um they, they would write with me for these episodes and they oh, told wow. me what they wanted to happen in these episodes so people could you know see their characters for for who they were so with with rob who plays juilliard we wanted things to be mostly scripted so the, pretty much the whole episode was scripted but amelia for her episode she said that she would have the most fun playing it like a normal episode where like um only i knew what was going to happen and she was kind of playing along with it and brennan who is startle whose episode is coming out on wednesday his is kind of in the middle okay where it's kind of scripted uh but he's also he didn't know everything that was going to happen so um yeah i forget what my point was with this but (laughs) um Uh, just just like a a moment where you had a role play in, like encounter with a player where you were like, okay, we're both like on the same wavelength, like we're in it. Right, right, right. So yeah, that that's me. Um, I guess looking at all of their different uh, play styles and how they view their characters, and yeah, Rob's Rob's episode was really really intense. So yeah. um, I, you know, that told me that he was really devoted and he was really in it. And of course, all of them are because they. Um, again, Brennan made that one character choice that I really loved, and then Amelia has put so much of herself into her own character, which I really love, sure. which has been really cool. So I remember the one moment that I had, because I had kind of a love-hate relationship with Curse of Strahd. I think the, the story is really cool, and I think mm-hmm. the, the world is really cool. I'm just not a, a big fan of modules. So from yeah. going from trying to do homebrew and not necessarily succeeding to, okay, I'm confined to this book and I have to do it the way the book dictates or else it's not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Just kind of hindered my creativity right. where it was like, I have to, I have to do it. <laughs> uh, one of my friends played a uh, kind of old gruff down as a paladin named Ulrich. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was an alcoholic. He, he didn't know his place in the world. And there's a moment where I 
was speaking to him as his deceased wife. And it was like, it was the most genuine, raw, like, role play moment that, that I've had with a player one on one. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, he's my husband. I miss him and I want him to do well. <laughs> and we're looking at yeah. each other. Yeah. We're looking at each other in the eyes and he's like, I love you. And I'm like, oh, I love you too. And the table's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> do I need to leave? <laughs> and, and it's just like, when you have those moments where it's like, oh yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I am I am striking the right chords here. No, yeah. Unfortunately, that's something that's kind of lost with us because, um, of course, I live in Los Angeles and they're all still um, in school in Oklahoma or living in okay. Oklahoma. So um, we do all of our sessions through Skype or through Discord. Yeah. That's been a little bit of a bummer because they, they usually record whenever for the episodes that I've been away, they'll all still record in the same studio together. So um, it's it's a little bit alienating for me to to be, you know, halfway across the country and sure. not be there with them. But I think that it's it's good for them to keep that dynamic, for them to be together. But yeah, I, I, I wish I, I still wish that I was with them, but um, yeah. it, it's fun listening to them by themselves. But, you know, I wish I could be there. There's, there is something magical about like just sitting at a, around a table like with your friends and, and just kind mm-hmm. of living in it. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to play over like Roll20 or Discord or Skype and it just, it's never really gelled the same way. Yeah. Where it's like, because it, 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 I've always been the DM because that's my curse now. I, <laughs> yep, yep. I've always been the DM uh, where it's like I'm sitting there and, and audio cuts out or someone's internet just dies and 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 we have to wait and it 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 really halts the the what i feel is the natural flow of the game Mm -hmm. and i think it's i think it's great that people do have that that outlet and that opportunity to use it but it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's a far superior or far inferior method of playing yeah, and I, I want to get back to um, Tulsa around Christmas time. Hopefully, I'll, I'll we'll get the chance to all be there together because yeah. I, I miss that feeling. And uh, we did an episode, um, I think, right after I graduated. Probably, I came back to Tulsa over over the summer so we could sit down and record a four hour episode after we all got drunk and played oh, wow. played a spin off episode uh, of our campaign that Rob DM'd and that was really fun so I think hopefully we're going to be doing something like that again soon so we can experience all of us being together again and having yeah. fun so yeah I, I, I hope all the best for you in that those are those <laughs> moments are great yeah. you, you said your your inspiration came from the adventure zone what of that group or what of that game did you want to take away like what did you want to emulate in your games what did you want to translate it was really like uh griffin's storytelling like it's Mm. magical it ropes me in every time i um and i love how everyone in the family each got into their own character so deeply and you know emulated them so perfectly and it was like it it was great collaborative storytelling effort between you know all four of them and I just you know I've always had a creative mind ever since I was little so like you know I wanted to do something similar I wanted to emulate that same epic storytelling I wanted to make a collaborative story and that was it just 
it affected me so strongly that I that I just couldn't stop thinking about it after I finished yeah. it. And I was like, all right, I have to do this. The only thing that's stopping me from doing this is me. So I, I just <laughs> need to get out there and do it. Yeah. No, I, I've listened to to the balance arc, which is the first one. Yeah. And I highly enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. I guess the same thing where it's like a lot of it is the kind of the goo it because it, it it's it's really not traditional D D. It's mm-hmm. definitely the more the more collaborative storytelling and the the jokey moments that just so quickly and, and so effectively I feel ebb and flow into like the, the heartfelt, like intense character moments. It's mm-hmm. it's something that is just so seamless and yeah. It's crazy to listen back after playing for a while because i'm like man i'm still not sure how like they 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 weave it all together because i'm i'm sure like a lot of these moments are talked about and like kind of like where do you want the character to go you mm-hmm. know what kind of campaign are you wanting to play but it just it all feels so genuine yeah you know four sons and their dad sitting down playing a D game <laughs> yeah and it's like you know they've been doing podcasts together for however many years 10 or something years and yep. so they all they all have that built-in chemistry which i think yep. makes it so entertaining and so magical to listen to and yep. they can play off of each other so seamlessly like that so they they kind of have that built-in advantage <laughs> with that yeah. story but um yeah that's it's definitely something that i aspire to yeah. someday i felt the same about critical role mm-hmm. I, I i caught in pretty late into the first campaign Mm -hmm. but as soon as i did i was like i need to digest all of this (laughs) i need everything yeah so like just sitting back and 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 just because you see these these people just like fully emulate their characters Mm -hmm. and and just like living it i'm like oh that's the kind of game i want to play but yeah learning over time that I'm not going to be critical role or I'm not going to be the DM Matt Mercer is mm-hmm. and just being okay with that was something that, that took a lot of time, but it's like, I don't need to be, I want to be me. I want to tell my stories. I want my friends to mm-hmm. live in my world. And yeah, finding that, finding that balance between like, I want to emulate this, but I want to make it my own was, was a taxing one, but once I was able to do it, it was just gratifying. It was really rewarding to feel it yeah definitely i want to move away from being seen you know as someone trying to do what someone else did and then instead of that becoming you know our own thing being our own identity you know in our story and i think the most important like the important way to do that is is just telling the stories you want to tell yeah and making sure that you're not being inhibited by like oh how are people going to take this or are people going to watch it because when when you're genuinely invested in something you're doing i really feel that that energy manifests into interest right and like people gravitate towards someone who is excited about what they're doing versus like oh i'm a carbon copy of critical role i'm a carbon copy of the adventure zone like it's something where it's like oh man this is mine and <laughs> I get to do it. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like we even started recording our episodes just for fun, thinking that nobody was going to listen to them. We didn't do it so people would listen. We didn't do it to get an audience. We just did it because I wanted to try it and we all wanted to try it together and it ended up being great. And we have now amassed a small but loyal following, which is 
absolutely bonkers to all of us that people yeah. just listen to us goof around for an hour every two weeks. Like it's it's wild. Yeah. Well, and that and that's just what's so cool. It's like D and D and and tabletop role playing games as a whole. I mean, Starfinder, Call of Cthulhu, Frontier. Mm-hmm. All all of these games have one common aspect, and that's connectivity. Right. It's a it's a tool for people to sit down, get together, and just be with each other for hours and, and to dive into the facets of humanity, love, loss, all of these really existential and sometimes sad things. But yeah, the the idea that we're all in it together and we're all gonna get through it is just like is super beautiful to me. <laughs> and yeah, it, like it just keeps me playing that game. <laughs> No, yeah, it's super cool because like everyone that we've met and talked to in this community online, everyone is so nice. Everyone is so loving. It's it's amazing to see through whether it's through like Instagram or mainly I think our biggest community is through through Twitter. But uh, okay. yeah, just interacting with everyone has been incredible. You know, there's there's so many D&D podcasts out there. There's way more than I thought there were initially, but everyone, you know, it's not a competition. It's like let's support each other. Let's, you know, become friends. Let's build bonds. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more with that sentiment, but it's like, even if there are a million D&D games, they're all individual. Yeah, exactly. So different. Yeah. And and that's why I like, because I'll just like suck up all this content and be like, yes, (laughs) tell me me your ways. I want to hear your stories. And then And that's a big reason why I wanted to do this podcast was like, I wanted to sit down to, with people and just be like, Hey, why are you playing this game? What keeps you coming back to a table? Yeah. You know, is it the, the storytelling, which it seems like is your, your big draw, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I yeah. want to tell the story with the people I care about, or do you want to build fun combat encounters? Do you want to, I don't know, build your own game system? Like it's, yeah, it's so many different things. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. It's a very cool thing to experience. Yeah. If, if there was one thing you could change about your game, the D&D community, or what do you think that would be? That's a hard question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think like if we're talking about our own, my own campaign and our own story, I think the only thing I would change is, is me coming in a bit more prepared because we got uh, a lot of uh, commentary on how we were doing things wrong in our first few episodes and how you're not following the rules, you know, exactly right and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that that's true. That's not super important to us, obviously, for those who listen, they know that. But yeah. um, I, I definitely, like, I definitely should have taken more time to uh, listen to more resources and read more resources in order to, to come into it a bit more confidently. Yeah. And to kind of build from there. Yeah, I hope that answers that question. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. I just, this is a lot, that, that's kind of the reason I, I, because I have this desire to like stream my home game because I feel like, yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be, it'd be something cool to do. Then uh-huh. I, but then I would get those comments where like, you're doing this wrong. You're not, and I'd just be like, yeah. fuck you. Don't, <laughs> don't you fucking judge me. Yeah. I, I'm sure you're I'm sure you're getting every aspect of D and D correct and you're infallible and perfect. We're playing the game we want to no, play. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of a double edged sword for me because like, yeah, I wasn't super prepared coming in, but now I have sort of this record of me being able to listen to myself get better as as time goes along, which is yeah. really cool. And not all DMs can say that they have that. So 
yeah and that's something that's hard to gauge too especially when you're starting out being like am i improving or am i am i blowing smoke up my butt like am i just yeah because i my anxiety plays a really heavy role in how i dm uh-huh. because i want to make sure that everybody's invested i've had a lot of moments where like player invest investment has dwindled and People have left campaigns for various reasons, and I take that personally, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what did I yeah. do wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? But realizing that like you're never going to be able to please everybody, and you just need to be invested right. in, in the game you want to play and the story you want to play, you're going to have a great, you're going to have more fun that way, and, and your game's going to yeah. you know, succeed. This is a, a, a weird question. Sure. Um, do, have you had any like asshole players that you've had to deal with or anything like that? No, no asshole players. Thankfully, I've had. <laughs> okay. It, it's it's yeah. it. That's a hard question because it's like you you could say yes, but then I feel like you're kind of not looking at yourself in a, in a you're not looking at. Yourself. I guess like asshole or like difficult players that aren't, you know, getting into it in the correct oh. way. I guess is my question. Sure. Yes and no because I would jump into a campaign and and like be in love with it, right? Mm-hmm. But then I had players that were not invested, and that's either because a they're not that big into D and D to begin with, mm-hmm. which isn't really a fault of anybody, right? Or b I didn't fully give what I was saying I was going to. Mm-hmm. You know, the second homebrew campaign I tried to run, I I ran with some friends in mind, and they wanted a more you know hunting monsters black and white mm-hmm. kind of game, and I was like, oh yeah, totally. I can I can do something like that, I you know Gothic Victorian and style, and, and it it definitely it was more mid fantasy and classic D and D, and at the time I was like oh yeah like you know they they just didn't like what I was doing and they just don't want to play with me. But now as I can reflect, I'm like yeah I mean I didn't I didn't offer what I said I was going to, so of, of right. course they weren't invested or but, right. But no, I've I've had not great experiences trying to play online with like, oh, yeah. as a player with mm-hmm. uh, p- groups on like Roll Twenty or Discord. I've had <laughs> interesting situations, but I, I've been pretty blessed as a DM with players. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm super lucky to have the players that I do who are all invested in everything. Yeah, that's going on. So, what's a what is a goal that you have for yourself as a DM? Um, I guess just to finish the story in a, in a, in an interesting way. And also, um, I, I guess that's a podcast goal, right? But sure. my, um, my goal, like my personal goals, as far as like being a DM goes, I want to make combat more atmospheric than I, than I am doing right now, because I'm not super great at getting all the mechanics down, plus making it interesting and fun and atmospheric to listen to. So that's yeah. definitely something that I need to improve on. Uh, that was a big problem I had when I wouldn't utilize like a monster's um, movement speed. I'd be like, oh yeah, they're the big monster that just stays right there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I, I would ignore like their resistances to certain types of damage or abilities they had. And mm-hmm. that, that really hindered combat. Like it was super, yeah. it was super boring to play. We'd be there for like forty five minutes. I'm like, oh, this is over. Yeah, you killed it. You won. You did it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like just wanting to get it over with. But with time, being like, okay, I the way I look at it is, I look at the environment and I just kind of shortlist an idea of creatures. 
for for because uh-huh. I play weekly. Um, so looking at you know the biome and seeing like what kind of creatures I have, and just kind of memorizing the biggest ones that I think I'd want to utilize. Right. And being like, okay, boom. And then I practice my growls and my roars, and it's really <laughs> embarrassing when my girlfriend comes home, and I'm like, oh, hi, honey. <laughs> But. No, yeah, that's also something that I need to improve on is voices. I'm not like, it, it's hard for me to do male voices if they're not accented because I can't make my voice much lower than it already okay. is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, voices and um, getting into character are definitely something, something I also need to improve on. Yeah. Making like mood boards was something a friend of mine told me that helped her like get into her characters so like making a that's interesting yeah like making a pinterest board of like images or kind of like what you think the character looks like and like a yeah a 10 to 15 song playlist and like listening to it beforehand i have a lot of those for like Mm -hmm. npcs i have like like big ones and i'm like okay i want to get that zone i know they're going to be in the session this week let me just like sit down and kind of get in that headspace and then i'll like i'll write pov scenarios or scenes with them as them to kind of like right. get in their head and mm-hmm. and really kind of navigate like where I mm-hmm. think they're headed and it, it helps a lot so I'd, I'd recommend one of those mm-hmm. yeah and that that's something that um it's cool for me to be able to do because I since it's a storytelling podcast I've I've written a few um scenes without my players with me of of NPCs that I want to sort of world build with and I've put those scenes into episodes like um that the at the end of our last um arc i i wrote a scene between two characters who are really important to the story and it was it was something i did on my own and something i could put into into the episode to world build and uh you know grow those characters and it was you know i i i'm lucky to be able to do that with like an audience and not necessarily just with my players well and and it, it just seems more gratifying that way yeah. You know, because you you get because you know the the bar owner that has a really cool backstory that you create that they never talk to usually doesn't uh-huh. get that moment to shine. Right. It's really cool that you have that opportunity to be like, all right, boom, like here's yeah, the, here's the big moment. Yeah, it, it's great. Yeah. Uh, thank you for jumping on with me. I really appreciate having this conversation. Yeah, of course. This was a this was a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, do you have any links or anything, any websites the viewers can find Guildfellows at? Yeah, so we use Anchor as our dis- main distributor, so that means our podcast is pretty much available everywhere. So um, you can go to anchor.fm slash Guildfellows, or you can just type in guildfellows.com and it will come up. Okay, yep, and I'll, I'll post the link to all of that in their Instagram in the description of this episode. Thanks a lot, Hannah, for joining me, and uh, I'd love to yeah, have you back at some point. Yeah, Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Firstly, I'd like to thank Hannah for joining me on this episode of Commune. You can find the link to Guildfellows Anchor FM and Instagram accounts in the description of this episode. My biggest takeaway from this conversation was the idea of honing one's craft. You aren't going to be Griffin McElroy or Matthew Mercer after a few games behind the DM screen, and that's okay. The players at your table will love what you're doing if you love what you're doing. Take the time to grow and discover your way of playing. Whether it's through narrative storytelling with your friends, on Roll20 with strangers, or anything in between. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of Commune. I encourage you to leave a review and share this with your party. And I'll be seeing you in the next adventure.